BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom. Hey, how you doing? Welcome. Hope you had a pleasant weekend. At least relaxing. Uh, mine was quite nice. I like to play the golf. Do you like the golf? I played one absolutely terrific round and one absolutely horrific round. It's the way it goes. It's a metaphor for life, you know. Is it? I don't know. Uh, hey, uh, Positive Sean, can I hear that Chris Christie clip talking about sleepy eyes, Chuck Todd? That sleeping son of a you-know-what? That's Please, God, can we say goodbye to Chuck Todd? Wow. I mean the most wow. the most pretentious know-it-all on network news. The guy is just a complete ass. That's some uh, straight talk from the big man, which I appreciate it. Chuck Todd is insufferable. I mean, he is annoying. Oh, he's just so smug. And it's not about politics. I could name half a dozen media figures uh, with whom I agree on nothing, but they're they're pros. 
They're capable. They do a nice job. Uh, Chuck Todd just makes my skin crawl. He really looks like, uh, I'm not saying he is, but he looks like somebody you see arrested for committing an unspeakable act. With like a, I don't know. Sleepy eyes Chuck Todd. who Like somebody underaged or a horse or something. I'm just saying. I'm not saying he is a, a, a horse blanker. I'm just, he looks like the sort of guy who could be. That's probably irresponsible, but I don't know, I'm just being honest. Nay means nay. Michael. Michael. Uh, listen, um, it's funny. I'm, I'm looking at this, uh, this opinion piece by uh, Hoosier. Oh, uh, oh, it's the Washington Examiner editorial board, perhaps uh, headed up by our, our friend Tom Rogan, who's uh, on the show semi-regularly. Uh, or at least I hope he will be. Very impressive guy. Um, but he's talking about the gerrymandering decision by the Supreme Court, where there are a couple of states, one uh, Republican, North Carolina. North, is that right? I think Maryland was playing fast and loose toward the Democratic side, and uh, North Carolina was being a little too aggressive in redistricting to benefit Republicans. And the Supreme Court said, look, by five to four, of course, which is completely unsatisfying to everybody, and we'll just ratchet up the stress in the next election again, because Congress never does anything. They never clarify anything. They don't do their jobs, which means all this interpretation is left to the courts. Oh, man, our cowardly Congress. You know, I'd like to get a panel of historians or or authorities or experts together, although, I don't know, experts are leaving me more and more dissatisfied lately. Just They're so wrapped up in their ideology, you can't get them to be honest. But to talk about how, how big a factor in all of our problems as a country is the cowardice of Congress. They don't want to vote on anything. They just, you know, Tim, the lawyer, Tim Sandifer has pointed out, they'll pass the uh, 2019 Act to Prevent Bad Things Happening. And the act will be very short. It'll say, uh, we, the United States Congress, uh, we don't want bad things to happen. And we have created the uh, Department of Preventing Bad Things. And we have tasked them with developing such uh, rules and regulations as are necessary to prevent bad things from happening. And then you create this enormous bureaucracy that has rules and regulations, which means laws. I mean, if you got a, a rule or a regulation and I violate it, I get fined. And if I don't pay my fine, I go to jail. That's a law, man. And so Congress has this cowardly way of going about their business now. And that puts so much pressure on the courts to say, well, I don't know what they meant. I guess maybe they meant this. Which means... That everybody gets berserk every presidential election because it's so critically important to get your super congressperson, also known as a Supreme Court justice, appointed. Because then they write all the laws of the land. It's really perversion of democracy. But anyway, um, so there's that redistricting uh, issue. And, and the court said, as I get back to my original train of thought, um, the court said, you know, this really isn't up to us. The Constitution's pretty specific about the states figure this out. There's nothing in the Constitution that says we ought to be looking at this. We, can, we just can't find an excuse to deal with it. You know, you can find a law professor to say absolutely anything. But there are a number of law professors that say, no, they're wrong. They could have oversight over this because it's denying people their voting rights. And that's exactly what they're there for. I don't, I don't happen to agree, but you know, I'd like to talk to some of my super smart friends about it before I'm, you know, really express a strong opinion. But it brings us to the, the great, one of the great truths of our time, which is everybody thinks they can solve everything. 
Everybody thinks they have to solve everything. And everybody thinks if they can't solve everything the way things currently are, then we got to give the president the right to just do it unilaterally. And it's always the president. Um, or some, you know, if you're a lefty like a super environmentalist, you want to give the EPA, speaking of giant ungovernable bodies, you want to give the EPA the right to just declare stuff. No law is written and passed by both houses of Congress and signed by the president. No, you just you unilaterally ask the president to just fix it or the courts to just fix it. And I think one of the things that, you know, it's the practicality versus emotional. Uh, uh, What's the term I'm always using, uh, throwing around? Uh, Emotionality isn't a word. Emotionalism. Um, There are some things you can't solve. There are problems you just have to deal with or you have to chip away with or uh, chip away at or you have to be patient. And you have to keep working with Congress and you uh, you keep demanding to do their job. I'm begging you people, don't give in to the impulse to say the president ought to fix it. Because, man, we're giving the the president more and more and more authority, way more than the Constitution envisioned and the framers envisioned. And so that, again, makes every presidential election this gigantic referendum on whether the country is going to veer way left and in a hurry. Or veer, potentially, way right, in a hurry. And that's not what that election's supposed to be about. So, I know, uh, here's, here's a good example. People saw that poor uh, dad and his, his little girl dead in the Rio Grande. And, uh, and they're super sad about that. And how could you not be? There's a guy just trying to get a better life for himself and his family, and they drown in the river. Now, I will tell you this, uh, hundreds, hundreds, and hundreds of people died on the border during the Obama administration. And with some exceptions, the mainstream media didn't say a word about it. It was fine then, um, which is just enormous hypocrisy. But if you have a border of a country that millions of people want to come into and you can't let them all in, and people make the decision to make that harrowing, harrowing journey... Bad stuff's going to happen to some of them, and it's heartbreaking. But you can either go the slow, steady route of dealing with that, as difficult as that can be, or you can just say, you know what, we can't have borders. We've got to throw the borders open, just let everybody in, so not another single person drowns. But that's emotionalism. That's ridiculous. As policy, that's just completely ridiculous. You've got to be an adult. You've got to be practical about it and realize there's some stuff I can't solve immediately. And it's just too dangerous to give the president, you know, complete authority over it. Uh, One interesting um, aspect of Kamala Harris's performance in the debate the other night is um, over and over again. She said on day one, I will abolish Or on day one, I will use an executive order, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, listen, those of us who are way too into this stuff hate the idea of people uh, saying, as president, I'll have dictatorial powers. You know, most of this stuff she can't do anyway. You know, you can have a pen and a phone or, or threaten executive actions. But look at old Donald Trump. How many things has he tried to do? And he immediately immediately gets stymied in the courts. Um. 
I just I guess if there's a point I'm urging you don't fall for the politicians I'm going to assume dictatorial power and exercise it and I will solve these problems so you don't have to worry about the adult stuff of life anymore I'll solve it for you because that's not the way life works let's grow up let's be adults about our politics and not impulsive over emotional teenagers like the people who and this is a great moment in intersection intersectionality The Pride Parade in San Francisco, of all places, the Pride Parade was blocked and stopped by angry, hardcore right-wingers. No, wait a minute, nope. It was stopped by gay activists. We'll tell you the story next. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Corporations taking over Pride and cops being at Pride are not okay. Like, that is completely against the spirit of what Pride should be. Uh, Yeah, I was trying to find a clip of the protesters uh, protesting. Uh, So you got your... uh, your Gay Pride Month, which uh, drew to a close uh, finally yesterday. And uh, San Francisco. I don't know if you've heard this about San Francisco. Seem to be a fair number of gay folks there. Hmm. Anyway, so they're having a big, gigantic gay pride parade in San Francisco. And uh, it got shut down in the middle of it. Not by uh, angry priests or right-wingers or whomever. And there's practically... No resistance to that anyway. Um, no, it was a group of gay rights activists who blocked off the, the Pride Parade. We're working on finding their chantons because uh, it's hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. The group uh, chained together with rainbow tubes, uh, linked their arms. They apparently were protesting corporate involvement in the parade and police brutality in America and whatever else they could think of. For over half an hour, the parade backed up behind the protesters who sat at uh, across Market Street near 6th for uh, fans of San Francisco. Watch where you sit. Don't sit and poo. Um, in a video taken by the San Francisco Chironical, protesters can be heard chanting, Stonewall was a riot, in reference to the 1969 uprising in New York City, which either you know about or you don't, often considered the beginning of the modern gay rights movement. And one of the protesters could be seen in the video demanding that there be no police or corporations present at the parade. And I quote, and this is so hilarious. Oh, my God. This is so this sort of person straight from either their uh, radical reading room, their anarchist reading room or their University of California campus. The system of policing upholds white supremacy, heteropatriarchy, gender binaries and capitalist rule. Shouted the protester. Protest cleared up around noon. Oh, it doesn't say how long that was. So, uh, and the parade began flowing normally once again. So, the protesters who decided the gay pride parade wasn't radical enough brought it to a close. And I am absolutely certain that if like minded people as themselves, held some sort of parade against white white supremacy, heteropatriarchy, gender binaries, and capitalism. They held a parade for that. 
somebody more radical than them would hold a sit-in saying, the exploitation of the Earth is immoral and we should all depart for Venus and hold up their parade. Then when they got together to march, some even further lunatic fringe group would probably hold up their parade. And thus ends the uh, the peaceful protest in America. That is hilarious. Gay activists halt the gay pride parade because everybody's not gay enough or radical enough or hardcore enough or what have you. Just idiotic. But, you, you know, I, I used to worry about that sort of ideology, but it's so ridiculous. And so laughable that uh, it'll it'll collapse of its own weight. I used to think I really had to fight against it, but I don't anymore. Because I've talked to all sorts of people, left, right, and center, who say, oh, yeah, that outer 5% on the left are just friggin' lunatics. And to whatever ever extent the Democratic Party plays to them during the primary system is going to be a disaster. I mean, it's like you're, you're way, way, way out there right-wingers. Everybody knows they're kookless. Uh, you know, and, and the mainstream media calls them kookalas generally, or, you know, constantly, which is fine. Uh, accurate enough. But you're way, way, way out there lefties. There there are no editorials saying those wackadoos uh, shouting about heteropatriarchy uh, are, are nuts and ought to get out of the way. There's nobody says that because you, you kind of sort of agree with them in the media. But that is absolutely hilarious. They may have to cancel the gay rights parade because it was like, uh, what was it? Julian Castro on stage the other night was so unintentionally hilarious with his, well, was it Julian or was it Beto? It was one of those you know, second, third tier numbskulls talking about, well, what about abortion rights for transgender women? I believe that was, uh, that was Juli- uh, Julian Castro. Yeah, yeah. And then was it Cory Booker who said, what about black transgender women abortion rights? It's like, okay, listen, can we take it to the logical extreme? Can we just spend 10 minutes, maybe have a committee meeting, and all agree we're in favor of abortion rights for gay, black, amputee, handicapped, blind, illegal immigrant, transgender, then transgender, back again, gay, but identify as pansexual, non-gendered, I, I lost track. We got to have a noun at some point. Humans. Are we okay with humans? What about harp sales? All right. All those adjectives, living creature. What about the dead? What about a dead amputee gay transgender harp seal? Do they have abortion rights? I thought this was America. I don't know. We have to form a subcommittee on that. I mean, can we just get to the end of that and then start talking about maybe taxes and the national debt and what to do about trade with china and the rest of that i mean when you get a chance that would just be delightful oh 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 man speaking of uh, voting giant widespread voting fraud scheme on skid row in los angeles there's so much voter fraud the idea that, well, there are very few documented cases, that's because we have no system for checking. Widespread voter fraud scheme uh, that we'll talk about in a few minutes 
Um, I hope you can hang around for that. Marsha Phillips has a number of important news stories we'll be taking a look at. Marsha, what's up? Indeed, you got President Trump and Kim handshakes at the DMZ. Got a new report about a mob trying to overrun the Mexico-U.S. border. Wow. And what Americans want out of restaurants these days is changing dramatically. Stories Hmm. coming up. I'm interested in that. All right, which is kind of what we're going for. So I'm looking forward Good to deal. it. Marsha's got the news next and that voter fraud scheme. Yikes. Armstrong and Getty. A lot of going on in the world as usual. Marsha Phillips has those headlines for us, Marshall. Well, I tell you, President Trump is now saying he believes his meeting with North Korean leader Kim Jong-un in the DMZ was, quote, a great day for the world. Trump, on Sunday, became the first sitting U.S. president to step onto North Korean soil when he met Kim in the DMZ, the demilitarized zone between the two Koreas. It was an honor that you asked me to step over that line, and I was proud to step over the line. I thought you might do that. I wasn't sure, but I was ready to do it, and I want to thank you. It's been great. A president telling reporters he'd been thinking about a trip to the DMZ for a while. Then yesterday I had the idea, maybe I'll call Chairman Kim and see if he wants to say hello. So we didn't give him much notice, but uh, we've become, uh, we respect each other. We respect each other. Maybe even like each other. So uh, the reflexively anti-Trump media are making a big deal of, could it possibly have been arranged in one day? And this is purely symbolic and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it is. You know what? It's harmless. He's never going to give up his nukes, Kim Jong-un. There's zero chance of that to my mind. I think what we can hope for, though, and what I think there's a decent chance of, and, uh, you know, it's not just my opinion, but uh, Ian Bremmer, Anna Fifield, who we talked to earlier, both agree that what we're working toward is an agreement to officially end the Korean War, Mm -hmm. to establish some rules of coexistence, and have a much calmer, less tense Korean peninsula and essentially take away any incentive for north korea to ever use its nukes because you know it north korea has nukes most likely i think just a quick caveat i think maybe the the first generation of kim leadership had wanted to take over all of korea and, yeah. and, and make it all communist and and the middle kim was really just a porn addicted drunk and i don't he didn't even want the job but right. i think a little fathead uh, I don't think he's expansionist. I think he understands that's not going to happen. So he owns nukes for the same reason I own a gun. If, God forbid, anybody ever came to deny my beautiful wife and I of, of our lives, um, well, they'd, they'd have it coming. Right. And that's what that's what why Kim has nukes. If anybody invades, he's going to nuke something. Um, and once, once you establish that that's the only reason you're going to need nukes, man, because... Everybody's cool. Right. Nobody's coming for you. Everything's cool. Right. If we could establish that, that'd be a huge step forward. The whole dream of denuclearizing the peninsula, forget it. Right. Forget it. You know, Joe, along those lines, there are reports circulating this morning. The White House is now considering agreeing to a freeze of North Korea's nuclear program instead of denuclearization. Right. Yeah. So that's let's be realistic. Yeah, that's what they're talking about now. There is no chance Kim gives up his nukes. None. All right, with uh, all this international maneuvering, I think it's time to go ahead and check in with Positive Sean for his one-word market report. The market is enthusiastic. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. 
Wow. Yes, there was some good uh, China trade uh, talks as well. I was going to say, yeah, a little optimism over the China trade thing. Speaking of things that will never happen, I just, you know, I hope we can take a big step toward better with China. They're not going to give up their communist doctrine of any company operating in our country. We get your technology. We get to look at your books. We just do everything. We walk in. It's our company now, all right? That's the way they've operated their entire history. That's the way they'll continue to operate. And American companies that that function in China just have to pull their pants down. But I'm hoping we can get further down the road of some fairness and get the trade cranked up again. One of the busiest border crossings in the U.S. is back open after agents say that a mob threatened to overrun the facility. U.S. border agents in Texas say a large and unruly group of people formed on the Mexican side of the crossing and rushed the port uh, of entry at the border in El Paso early this morning. These reports just coming out now. KTSM reporting the border agents fired tear gas and the uh, Paso del Norte bridge crossing was forced to shut. So after that give and take, they have finally reopened that particular section of the border. Yeah, I haven't read it, but there is a... uh... There's a New York Times editorial, an op-ed, from this radical professor chick uh, in favor of doxing. Do you know what that is? You you identify people and where they live and their home phone number and where their kids go to school and the rest of it. Of doxing Border Patrol agents and ruining their lives and driving them out of their jobs. Which is, I mean, it is so wrong. This Kate Cronin Foreman at the University College of London of all places, trying to punish border... Do you know what those guys are doing right now? They're killing themselves to deal with the astounding number of, of, of migrants who are coming across the border right now by uh, the hundreds of thousands, tending to their medical care, getting the kids food, medicine, uh, soap, water, all the things that the left is screaming that they don't have enough of. These guys are killing themselves to the point that we can't control the border anymore. There's an enormous crisis. They're begging for money to pay for the food and medicine and all for the migrants. Congress is dragging their heels to make, uh, dragging their feet to make political, to pol- make political points. Right. The hypocrisy is astonishing. The border patrol agents are distinguishing themselves as heroes right now, and the the, the fact that they're taking guff for it is just sick. Just shows you how w- willing people are to lie about politics. There have been more than 530,000 apprehensions thus far in uh, 2019, fiscal 2019. Half a million. More than half a million. More than half a million. And this article at the Daily Signal is pointing out that Jay Johnson always said, man, it was a bad day when officials caught 1,000 illegal immigrants. Now we're having many of thousands in a single day. March 2019, there are almost 4,200 caught in a single day. Wow. It's up by 375% since last year. You want me to play you that, uh, that collage of clips where politicians and, and journalists were saying, this is a manufactured crisis. There is no crisis on the border. For months and months they said that. God, people are willing to lie. Sorry, Marshall, back to you. All right, an entirely different matter, it turns out. When it comes to going out to eat, it turns out that more Americans would rather just be homebodies and get their food to go these days. The annual restaurant report from the American Customer Satisfaction Index based on polling nearly 23,000 people found that people who order food delivery report being, quote, 
far more satisfied than those who stick around to eat in the restaurant. I'd say for me and Judy, Judy and me, yeah, um, 60% of the time will carry out. That's a rough guesstimate. Okay. But it's at least half. Right. Uh, you're pretty much uh, going along with the uh, flow. Fox News reporting that uh, Restaurant Insider report from earlier this year showed that 60% of Americans... Ah, look at me. I'm Mr. Mainstream. ...say they order takeout or delivery once a week. Now, I don't know. Do you oh, order whoops. takeout? Takeout yes, or delivery once a week? Definitely, yes. So that's proof that we're both lazy and won't cook for ourselves, and we don't want to put on grown-up clothes. Which, to me, is if you're going to go, especially I'm a public figure. If I'm going oh, yeah. to the restaurant, oh, yeah. I'm not wearing my stained workout t-shirt and my soccer shorts. Right. i got to put on grown-up clothes. Right. Or I can just wing in, wing out before anybody notices <laughs> right. me and bring it home. Look, there's Might have to reheat it a table. If that's, that's right, Mitt. Just yeah. a little reheat. That'll be fine. Right. And 31% said they order from third-party delivery services at least twice a week. Now, I have never ordered... Uh, delivery at home like that. Not even pizza. Right. To be uh, uh, with uh, hotel rooms, too. Delivery? It's big. You've never had pizza delivered? No. Uh-uh. You've never had pizza delivery? No. Where are no. you from, Mars? No, never had pizza delivery. You know, they have to come in through the security gate, and that's always a big problem. You've a got, big you know, problem? Yeah. I you mean, give them the code. No, no, no. You have to ring in, then I I press a button, and the gate slowly opens. Give them the friggin' code. Anyway, no, I've never ordered uh, pizza. But Great one, Scott. I find that fascinating. That's <laughs> unbelievable to me. Well, I've never ordered pizza. I've never been in a Walmart. I feel like Come I don't on. even know you. Wow. Well, you know the reason why I will go get Have takeout. Have you ever gotten the- gas at a gas station? <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> ever bought bread at a store? I'm sure. Just, i got to go the down the list here. All the time. Wow. I will go out and. Do you wear socks with shoes? Maybe. <laughs> Anyway, I, I the reason I, uh, especially in the summertime, uh, will go get takeout is I don't like to cook in the heat. I mean, even, oh, even yeah. with the AC, I'd rather yeah, do it. And I, and I get tired of doing the dishes all the time. So you just go out and get it and bring it back. Well, and you're cooking for one mostly, well, right? Except when you have one of your many lady friends over. Well, yeah, that's true. And that's a special occasion. And that's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. <laughs> That's why the grill is perfect for the summertime cooking. You get all it the is. heat outside. Indeed. You don't have to do it. There's no pans or anything. To, you just got the grill that you just brush off the next time you use right. it. It's, it's a it's decent great. excuse to bring a nice chili beverage out with you, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're going to be standing there in the heat. You practically are sure. owed a chili beverage. Yeah. 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 Man, I, that's one thing. When we've got the, uh, you know, our nest is mostly empty now as our two big kids are out on their own. we got a college student, right. but... Man, I'm surprised because we were always dedicated to the family dinners, always every night. I mean, we might have missed 10 family dinners in my kids' entire childhood. Didn't matter what was going on. You're home, you eat together. Night after night? Now, some of you people who are just way overscheduled and your kids are, you don't do that. I'd encourage you to rethink your lifestyle. Um, but uh, it's your business. You run your own life. Um, but so that was sacred to us, and we cooked all the time. Right. Jude would cook, I'd barbecue, whatever. Since the kids are out, man, are we lazy. <laughs> We're just so lazy. Uh, and it's not just going out. Yeah. I mean, you can get so many uh, so many good uh, meals there at the grocery store, sure. your Trader Joseph or whatever. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh man, yeah. you just pop it in a microwave three minutes later. It may not be great, but it's pretty darn good. Bingo, bango, OD. Right, and yeah. it, it, you know, and it's it reasonably healthy and the rest of it. Or I could go out there with Positive Sean standing next to my grill and sweating like a like a fool. <laughs> Why am I doing that? I don't know. Anyway, I never saw it coming, but man, are we lazy now. Sorry, sweetheart. You're not a lazy person, honey. We're lazy about cooking. You're very hardworking. 
I'm not saying you're lazy. Lord knows you're not. I right. just want to clarify right. that. I love you. You love me? I love you. Okay, there we go. That's settled. Oh, my gosh, I didn't even notice the time. I'll get back to you. The giant voting fraud scheme in Los Angeles. Democracy perverted. Stay with us. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Oh, is that my all right, all right, all right. I'll wash the dishes. Is that uh, is that my old gal pal? The, oh yeah, I love her. That North Korean news lady who they bring out of retirement. She's got to be getting torqued off at this point. She's the, the gal in the pink, uh, pink suit there who always comes out to make the big announcements. Gosh, she sounds like an angry wife. Um, but yeah, every time there's something big happens, they drag her out of retirement because, what, they got one newsreader over there? Maybe that'd be a good goodwill uh, gesture by the U- U.S. We got more talking heads over here than we can possibly use, North Korea. Here, here's some of our spares. We send them Chuck Todd. Yes, yes, with our d- 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 apologies. Here, you want to you want to talk in head? Here's one. Sleepy eyes, Chuck Todd. <laughs> Most annoying man in media. Poor old gal. She's probably laying on a beach there in North Korea. They got beaches? Yeah, they do. That's right. The president said he wanted to develop them. She's there on the beach. She's uh, with her girlfriends. She's sipping a fruity drink or something like that. Saying, "Man, I love retirement." Her phone rings. It's probably probably got a special ringtone for fathead. Her phone goes off. Ah, ass, she says. Oh, no, it's not the uh, brave and uh, wonderful leader, is it? She says, yeah, I got to take this. Hang on. Hello? It's Kim Jong-un. Hey, we got a big announcement we need you to make. Oh, it'd be my delight, oh, uh, godlike uh, creature who rules us from on high. Yeah, yeah, I can be there in half an hour. Sure. Oh, no, it's my pleasure. No trouble. Click. Son of a... Poor old pink-suited gal. He's trying to retire. Give me your sweet sounds again, Sean. I love her voice so much. It's like it's... Oh, me too. Oh, oh the pillow talk. Oh my god. Whatever. Whatever. This is so sexy. So, uh, indictments unsealed in Los Angeles, charging nine people accused of participating in voter fraud schemes. That's one uh, aspect in which Corruptifornia leads the nation. The amount of voter fraud in the the unicorn state is absolutely astonishing. This is a bit of a new wrinkle, but a bunch of activists, and you know, it's funny, this NBC Los Angeles story doesn't mention that they're Democrats, uh, but I am willing to bet uh, rather heavily that they are. Um, they go down to Skid Row, 
and they offer the uh, the bums and junkies and homeless cash or cigarettes uh, in exchange for forced, forged signatures on initiative petitions. Uh, I'm sorry, initiative petitions, initiation petitions. Boy, that was that was made up, and it was hard to say. And voter registration forms. Yeah, so they're rounding up many, many fake voter registration forms from bums. And then they will helpfully vote for them over and over again through the years. And, hey, uh, prosecutors of L.A., well done. I mean, they accused a group of 14 felonies for a variety of acts uh, during the 2016-2018 election cycles, including uh, forger fictitious names, fictitious uh, persons, payment for signatures, blah, blah, blah. But see, what's going on in Corruptifornia is that you have this going on simultaneously with the vote harvesting, which is considered so abhorrent and terrible that an election was overturned in North Carolina for doing that. But in Corruptifornia, the one-party legislature passed the law saying it was okay. So what you do is you you go into the skid rows of all the, the cities. And you get dozens or hundreds of bums and junkies to sign these registration forms, which then you have conveniently delivered to you. And then you go around on Election Day as a vote harvester, and you turn in all of those ballots with the forged signatures. And because there's no real way to check whether they're legitimate or not, or if the person who signed it voted or not, you can turn in hundreds or even thousands of of ballots that no legitimate voter ever touched or looked at. Or, you know, if you want to go halfway there, you you pick up ballots from people, because anybody can turn in anybody's ballot now, and you, you, you get the half-filled-out ballot, and you finish it. Or you get it before they fill it out and say, no, here's 20 bucks, I'll fill it out for you. And then you bring in your hundreds or thousands of ballots, and you turn them in, and because there's really no effective way to police that, there's certainly no budget to do it, um, you get to uh, pass thousands of fraudulent votes. If you want to know, you probably read, maybe from uh, elsewhere around uh, America or the globe, you probably read about how even the, the most staunchly conservative counties and, and districts in California and Orange County, for instance, uh, the Inland Empire, how they went Democrat for the first time in generations. That's, that's why it happened. It wasn't some giant, you know, demographics had something to do with it, but it wasn't some giant ideological shift. No, it's that the Democrats have gotten absolutely expert in vote fraud. They're brilliant at it. I mean, they've designed a fabulous scheme. you got to admire the ingenuity of it and the thoroughness of it. And then you have millions and millions of illegals. Um, well, not millions, but uh, hundreds of thousands in California. It's probably, oh, it's it's a couple million. Um who then get driver's licenses and accidentally kind of sort of forget to say that they're not eligible to vote. And so they're immediately registered as they get their driver's license. And then, you know, the vote harvesters go to work on them, too. So, again, you know, you kind of got to admire the ingenuity. It's like uh, watching one of them uh, Ocean's Eleven movies, right? They're stealing jewels. Who's a cash? Who's in favor of stealing? Nobody is. It's a sin. It's terrible. It's a crime. But you kind of root for them because they're so clever. Well, you kind of got to root for the Democrats of California because they've gotten so good at perverting democracy and stealing votes uh, that they have permanent governance. So, again, I congratulate you on your ingenuity. Ingenuity is that word. I'm not drunk. I swear I'm not. Um, although I am sweaty. The uh, air conditioning's broke yet again here at the Radio Ranch. It's like a Venezuela in here. It's unbelievable. We got power like six hours a day. You got to boil your water before you drink it. Anyway, 
0-2. Stray dogs running through the streets. You got to drink your own urine sometimes. It's just it's terrible. Not often, but sometimes. Oh, which, oh, man. And now we don't have time. There's uh, There are these new statistics that uh, 20% of the children in the state of California go to bed hungry. All the news outlets are reporting that. It's a completely made-up statistic from the California Association of Food Banks. It's hilarious. Now they're just reading lobbyists' press releases as news. Unbelievable. Armstrong and Getty. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Farm to store in days, not weeks. That's 80 Acres Farms. Did you know most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate? But not 80 Acres Farms. Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's zero need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity.